Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Glad to have you back with us for another show of the Bike Life podcast. I'm excited to have Anne with us today. She's going to be sharing a lot about bonding while cycling, both a story that she has to share about her and her husband's journey together and also all the amazing people that they've met along the way. And Anne is a very seasoned cyclist. And Anne, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. So you joined Warm Showers in 2008, uh, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the month before we took off on our first post-retirement cycle trip. And what made you decide to do a post-retirement cycle trip? Um, we both had, uh, spent the previous 10 years, um, learning how to cycle on our own. Starting our first trip was a six day credit card camping trip in Northern California. And one of the days we got to a town at about five o'clock in the afternoon in the spring and there were no hotels in the town. So we, uh, asked around and found out that we had to bicycle all the way to Highway 5 um, to get to the freeway interchange to find a hotel. And we arrived after dark. <laughs> so after we got back to the car after the six days, Jim said, maybe next for the next trip we should get a tent and a sleeping bag. Mm. So then the next trip we got a tent and a sleeping bag, and we did a one-day, one-nighter from Livermore, California, and discovered this sensational county campground called Frank Rains in Stanislaus County. We arrived around one o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and it was empty. Mm. And it, it was it was well furnished and great taken care of. Had hot showers. We had some extra time, so we took off for a ride, uh, going to this valley that we knew had lots of spring flowers. Um, and uh, we came back at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was bedlam. The entire campground was packed, filled with um, what's called trial bike, uh, annual trial bike um, race. It's a mo- it's kind of like a little mini motorcycle with no seat, and they stand up, and it's for ages four to to ninety. And it was just it was just crazy. And we didn't have anything to cook with, so we just packed sandwiches and chips and cookies. And we're sitting at our table with all of this glittering metal all around. And this really nice woman walks by and says, it looks like you guys could use a real meal. Why don't you come join our potluck? And I said, well, we only have this this stuff here. And she said, oh, the kids love Doritos. So we went over and had this scrumptious warm meal that just was terrific. And then when we got back to the car the next day, Jim said, you know, I think we ought to get a get a stove and some cooking gear and stuff. Mm. And so we are on our way. Mm. Now, tell me about when you ran an ad to find someone to cycle with. Let's start there. 
Oh, well, that goes way back. Yes. Uh, Jim and I um, didn't meet until uh, we went, were college age in San Francisco. But both of us as teenagers, me in upstate New York and Jim in San Diego, had parents that for some reason when we were in high school gave us 10-speed bicycles. <laughs> I guess they were all the rage. At the maybe time, like yeah. there was a, At the time, maybe like there was a hula hoop phase. Yeah, right. Um, and so um, I got the... Um, I got my 10-speed, and my best friend in the neighborhood that I live with also got a 10-speed. And we were sitting in uh, the cafeteria one day, and we heard these kids talking about this really cool English teacher invited them to bicycle to his house in the Taconic Mountains. This is in the Hudson River Valley of upstate New York. If they could get there, he would feed them. So we asked if we could join, and they said, sure. The problem is we were at the eastern part of the county, and the kids were starting out in the middle, 11 miles away. And then Mr. McCann, the teacher, English teacher, was, I think, another 15 miles. Mm. So Mary and I bicycled to the kids, and then we bicycled through the foothills and got to this exquisite stone house. And Mr. McCann, I think, was a first-generation Irish teacher with a tweed jacket and gorgeous hair like JFK. And uh, he fed us all, and some of the kids played Frisbee, and they had a little baby, uh, and his wife was lovely, too. And by the time Mary and I got home, <laughs> this seems to be a pattern, the sun was setting. I don't know that Mary ever rode her bike again, but I was in love. Mm. I fell in love with bicycling, and I was going away to college the next year, and I put an ad in the high school newspaper, The Crossroads Gem, asking if anybody was interested in bicycling to California with me. Wow. I, I got no takers. Um, but anyway, then a couple of years later when I was in college, uh, I met Jim and we just immediately bonded over bicycling and traveling and art and history. Um, and within a couple of months, we were thick as thieves and have been together ever since. It's almost 50 years now. Wow. And, yes. and you say that you've done a lot of bonding during your cycle tours. Yeah, you know, I mean, life got in the way. You know, we, then we got kids and stuff, and I did get a little thing to, to ride the kids on the back of the bike to story time and swim lessons and stuff like that in the town that I lived in. But we didn't do too much of anything for a long time because there was just too many other responsibilities. And for our 20th wedding anniversary, we, Jim really wanted to do something special. He was chafing at the bit. And one day we were in Moe's bookstore on Telegraph Ave in Berkeley, a rainy winter day, and I picked up this bicycling magazine, and in the back of it was a little tiny three-line ad saying, self-guided bicycling tours in the Dordogne of France. So I said, hey, Jim, maybe this could be it. So we got two weeks, and we spent five days in Paris, and then we took the train down to the Dordogne, and Ruth and Rick, who ran this mom-and-pop self-guided tour, they gave us the bikes and the maps, and they carried all our, our stuff from home to home and booked us in people's homes. Ruth was fluent in French, and, and Rick was the mechanic. And, you know, it was just absolute combustible revolutionary synergy. It mm. was so much fun. Um, we stayed with people. We spoke a little bit of French. We The, the first, oh, she had, she had like um, the simplest quickest point from one day to the next day 
for the e easy people. And then she had add what were called add-on loops. And our first morning, so we spent the night, our first morning we're going to take off and we're at the table with this young couple from Chicago. I think they had both completed their law degrees and we're celebrating. And they said, oh, it's so hard. It's so hilly here. <laughs> and Jim and I were like, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Mm -hmm. We're like 20 years older than them each. And, um, but you know what? Northern California is a great place to, to ride a bicycle. Oh, and Jim was also smart enough when he picked out my bicycle to get, um, and his mother did this for him too, or the place where she bought the bike to get low gears mm. rather than racing gears so you can really handle the mountains and not you don't want to be in a rush but you know if you're on a bike you don't really need to be in a rush mm -hmm. and we weren't so we went out and thought we were going to get creamed and we just did all these add-on loops and went to we discovered a walnut press guy in a mill and and we we also discovered, you know, she gave us information for all these fancy schmancy chateaus that you got to be there at 10 o'clock and you give them, well, back then it was francs, I think, not euros. Um, and you go with everybody and tour it. But we discovered the little tiny village churches, which this is back in the 90s, were um, unlocked. And you could go in and they're just chock-a-block with exquisite art. And then our last night there, we were in a farmhouse with a widow who rented out her rooms to supplement her sheep and rabbit uh, raising. And we got, we got two deluxe meals with the, um, with the package, but it was two miles away. So we decided to put on the best clothes that we had and we bicycled to the restaurant and we hid our bikes in the bushes and tried not to look too frumpy and went in. And when we came out like three hours later, it was like 10 o'clock at night, it was semi-dark and we had to follow the ridge line back to the, um, to the home, to the gîte. And um, we, we went past this field that was filled with sheep and they could hear, you know, they could sense us and they just were panicking, but they started running and it was kind of like they ran along the fence with us and it was dark and you could feel bats and there, were, there was a, a moon in the sky with clouds, and we couldn't really clearly see the sheep, but we could tell that they basically were her sheep, and they followed us all the way back to the restaurant, or to the, to the Gites. And I have to say this, um, outside of giving birth, I think that was like one of the most transformative experiences mm. that um, we've ever had. And it just bonded, a, we, like I fell in love with the bike going out to Steventon, uh, Jim and I just, and you know, the kids were teenagers. They were doing the push away kind of stuff, which is fairly typical. Jim got every other Friday off. I was teaching. I could get Fridays off, uh, teaching at the junior college level. And, uh, we just came home and it was like, you know what? We don't need Ruth and Rick. We can figure out how to do this on our own. Mm. Um, and really, so that was, uh, that was uh, June of 97, and in September of 2007, Jim said he'd had enough work and he wanted to retire young and travel the world. Um, and I was kind of, this is a common theme that uh, he comes up with all these ideas and I get a little nervous. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I, I said, okay. And, and I told him I had committed to the spring semester to teach. So uh, the day after my last final on May 23rd, 2008, we took off down the driveway with the plan to see if we could we could re, we could do my high school dream, which was to cross the U.S. Mm. But instead of going from New York to California, we went from California to Maine. 
Uh, and we picked Maine because it's a favorite spot for my dad. And we had about 10 family members meet us there. We had a four-day lobster fest after we got there. Wow. And now Jim wanted to... So we spent 10 years learning how, how to, to travel. And this is all pre-internet. You know, there weren't a lot of people out there doing it. Many of our friends and our family thought we were <laughs> a little on the crazy side. Um, you know, but we took baby steps and we, we covered practically all the really interesting counties of Northern California. And then we got into Southern California. This is from 97 to 2007. And we did, uh, we did a couple of really big ones. We went to the South Island in New Zealand for five weeks. Mm. And, um, but Jim was really chafing at the bit to be free of work and to travel. And, and he wanted to take off, um, just a hundred percent and go and just keep going, you know, cross the U S cross Europe, cross Asia. But I'm a little bit of a homebody, And so we made the deal that we would travel the world by loaded bicycle, um, for short periods, up to six months and then come home and ha visit with the kids, make sure the house was intact, mm -hmm. try to, to weed the backyard, <laughs> um, and then take off again. And so in April of 2008, I was kind of trying to plan out our first few days from when we left Martinez heading through Northern California. And um, the campgrounds were all saying, well, you know, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend and you have, to, you have to stay two nights or three nights even. I'm not sure how it worked out. And so I was just scouring the internet trying to find, you know, I don't even know that it occurred to me to look for B&Bs. B&Bs and hotels weren't really in our budget. Mm. We couldn't, you know, mm -hmm. we had to find more economical things. And somehow I stumbled on warm showers. Uh, I don't even remember how. And so our first night out, we camped in a state park. And our second night out, we were hosted by a lovely couple, um, Alice and Nick in Sacramento, and we were, I mean, our jaw just dropped that they were so sweet and so welcoming. Uh, and Jim had a problem with his bike and they figured out how to uh, get to a bike shop the next morning and get the repairs done so we could go on our way. They fed us a delicious meal. Uh, we had great conversation. Uh, and they even rode out with us to get us connected with the way we were heading mm. north. Um, and it was like, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a little bit, long distance cycle touring is not a taste that most people acquire. Mm -hmm. And the people who don't acquire it tend to think the people who do acquire it are a little peculiar. Mm. But if you do acquire it, it's just delicious. Mm -hmm. And, and then, but then to top it off with getting to meet people and be in their home and, and, and it's almost like the, the loaded bicycle is like a, a card that says, you know, we're okay, we're safe, we're, you know, we're interesting, let's make a connection. Mm -hmm. And it just added, I actually counted it up. I, I've written a book now mm. that I'm going to be next month submitting to publishers um, about that 10-year learning process leading up to 2008. But for it, I kind of went back and tallied it up. And in the eight years of cycling uh, that Jim and I did uh, internationally post-retirement, uh, after finding out about warm showers, 
we were hosted 159 times. Wow. By complete strangers. And it just runs the gamut. And all and and particularly when you're in another country, mm-hmm. you know, like New Zealand or Australia or France, to truly be welcomed into a person's home um, is such an education. It, 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 you know, it's. It, I must admit this though that warm showers has really spoiled me for conventional <laughs> travel. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for impact, and every Bike Flights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used Bike Flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009. And see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Yeah, so 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 tell me like I think about 150 159. Yep. 159, 159 hosts. hosts. Amazing because I think about a lot of the new cyclists or hosts that are joining warm showers every day. Not sure, you know, exactly how to navigate this, you know, the system or how to navigate what is best to put in your profile or what makes a good connection. And so I would ask you from the perspective of a cyclist, like what did you look for in a host other than just their availability? Well, one thing Jim and I knew for sure is that we were a lot older than an awful lot of the people that are in the community, you know. And um, I I will admit that when we were looking ahead to areas, I I tended to favor older couples Mm -hmm. rather than, um, but maybe maybe that's not the way to go on this. But um, um, in terms of, you know, it, it is a gamble. There's always a certain degree of nervousness at the beginning, the introductions and a settling down. So whatever you can put into your into your site, your your description, to have good pictures of yourself, and then to have a clear description of who you are and what you're doing and why, um, uh, to humanize it mm-hmm. and to, to to soften it so that the the host feels like you know because the host is putting a lot out there, mm-hmm. you know their entire lives and their homes and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so y- you want to you want to be reassuring to them. Um, and I do feel like, it, as I said, that being on a bicycle is kind of a sign that, you know, you're, you're uh, a flexible kind of person. I think being a couple, what the feedback I got, or Jim and I got, from the other cyclist tours that we met on the way and the hosts, um, and stuff is that it's much easier to be a single female or two females or a couple, a male and a female than to be a single male mm. or double. I think it, there's a certain greater degree of anxiety I mm-hmm. think, in the whole, mm-hmm. in the whole business. Um, but I'm not sure I answered your question. Probably. You, you did, you answered it about being authentic in your profile and, and sharing like really what, what matters to you and making yourself, um, human and safe and um, yeah. allowing others to connect with you before they've actually met you. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you put it better than I did. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that you said that. I think you said that great. And I also feel like, you know, you're pointing out that there are some easier aspects traveling as a couple to have, you know, to create good connections. Um, and there, there are always going to be challenges, right? We say that warm showers is an add-on to your trip, right? It's not meant to fulfill yes. your entire needs of your trip. But I think that what it adds is so powerful in the community building piece. Like the experience is so much more rich to be involved with local members of the community. And, you know, that's really how you get to know a town, a place, a country, an area is by sinking into the community. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's certainly true. So what was your favorite place that you guys have visited? Oh. You knew that that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hands down, France. Mm. Um, we went, we, on our, our honeymoon, we did a four-month URL pass through Western Europe because this was back before, uh, before the Eastern Europe was opened up to us. Um, and we had, I don't know, maybe we went to a dozen or 15, 20 countries. I can't even remember, but we had just had the most fun in France. The, 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 the joie de vivre, the, the sensibility, the, the food, the desire for pleasure. Um, it, we just had a blast. It was our favorite country on our honeymoon. And then when we went back to the Dordogne for the bicycle trip and we got to experience it, also while getting a workout and really seeing the back roads and people's homes and stuff that just solidified it. And then in 2010, after we'd gone back and forth, I think it was maybe our fourth post-retirement trip. I did a really unique thing. I combined, um, warm showers with home exchange. Mm. And my favorite trip by far of all the ones we took we spent four months cycling from the Mediterranean to Paris. And it was punctuated by swapping homes with somebody for between 10 and 21 days. We stayed in four villages and three cities. And then in between each one of those swaps, we bicycled. Mm. And, and we either camped or we stayed with warm showers people on the way. And it was about 4,000 miles by the time we, our last home exchange was three weeks in Paris. So the, the, so the do, person on that side came and stayed at your house while you stayed at their house. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. It, the logistics of pulling this off, wow. seven exchanges, four months, and then all this camping and then finding the time when we're, the, the cycling, the distances between the towns was between three and 12 days. So maybe we'd hit a couple of warm showers people mm -hmm. in between the, the different towns. But I remember going to my French professor at Cal and asking him, because we knew we were going to have extended stays in a couple of the towns, three weeks, you know, if he recommended schools for improving your French. And when I told him about our plans and how we were swapping and how we would be staying with hosts, he said, what do you need a school for? <laughs> you're, you're getting it in a way better manner than a school would deliver. And he didn't think attending a school was worth it. I should just focus on the way we we're interacting mm. with people. And it, it was true. My French got really good by the end of those four months. That's amazing. Um, so what's next? What's next on the list? Well, the one thing I left out is when um, when Jim when we retired in two thousand eight, I told him I would um, I would travel the world by bicycle until I became a grandmother because I was just chafing mm -hmm, at the bit mm -hmm. to to have that as part of my 
part of my life experience. So our last trip was to Argentina in 2016. And then my granddaughter was born in May of um, 2016. So we haven't been on a long distance cycle tour since then, which of course these last couple of years with COVID hasn't mm-hmm. made it very difficult. And we, frankly, at this point, you know, we're talking about if, when, how, where. Um, I'd love to go back to Japan. We did Hokkaido um, in 2011. Uh, but I am, I am, I'm a little worried, um, you know, because it's it's been a while now, and we're getting up in years mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, probably, if it happens, it won't happen until the youngest grandchild gets into kindergarten or first grade. So that's still two years away. And, um, but so anyway, you know, what's happened though, instead of traveling by bicycle, I've been writing about traveling. by Mm, bicycle. I love it. Two years ago this month, I had an aha moment and decided to write a book about the story of how we went from teenagers with our first 10 speeds to world-class cycle travelers, pretty much focusing on that, that learning curve from 97 to 2007. So I decided to write this, this story. And you know what? It took me a year and a half to write, uh, I think, 24, 25 chapters. And um, I had to get out the old journals mm. and the photos and the brochures and the maps. And it was like I was traveling again because most I kept journals for almost every trip we've taken. And, but I haven't read them since then. Mm-hmm. So it, it was almost like even though I was on COVID lockdown, I was traveling again. Yeah. I was redoing it all yeah, over again. I love it. So I'm very keen to try to find a publisher for this book. I'm hoping to submit it next month. The final touches are being done. And, um, and then, but that stops in uh, 2007. So I want to continue writing stories about the, the trips we took. We crossed the U.S., then when we got to the U.S., it, it was still two months before Thanksgiving, so we crossed two-thirds of the way back. That was in 2008. Then the next trip we took, we went to Australia, and, you know, we were just, we'll go here, we'll go there. We ended up with these lovely academic hosts in Hobart in Tasmania, and they invited another academic couple over, so there were six of us. And um, on the table... They had Eldridge Wine, and that's my husband's last name. Mm, wild. They, they, said, they said, oh, it's in the Clare Valley. So it's like, well, we're going to the Clare Valley. Wow. So that's the, that's the kind of way Jim and I travel. We I call it ping pong traveling. Mm. Our preferred thing to do is to have a start date. I, I do like to have end dates to come home. Uh, and then just go and roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we got to the Clare Valley, we decided – do we return to Sydney or what do we do? And they said, well, the prevailing winds were going to be going against us in a few weeks, but we might make it across the Nullarbor. So we actually bicycled across central Australia. The, it's, uh, it's over 700 miles between two. The only thing between these two towns of Seduna and Norseman is um, nine, what they call, road, the Aussies call roadhouses, mm. uh, which are fancy gas stations. They have hotels. They have rent-a-shower. They have campgrounds. They have gambling casinos. <laughs> but it's a whole lot of nothingness out there. Mm. And Jim and I are not fast. It took us 14 days mm. to to go from the two towns. Um, and it just was, 
it was just absolutely terrific mm, to see Australia amazing. that way. I love too that you're, while you were writing. I want to write about that. Yeah. Yeah. The writing part. I love that you're basically reliving your journeys through your writing. Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of listeners to the show that have written books and published books. And so anybody that's uh-huh. listening, if they have any publisher recommendations, please feel free to reach out to Anne because we are going to put all of her contact information in the yes. show notes. Let her know if you have any recommendations. Um, I I'm, would love I'm sure it. people will reach out. Okay. Well, Anne, thank you. Thank you for being willing to come on and share about your journeys about bonding and for being such an avid participant in Warm Showers community. It is, we know that hosts create the, the possibilities of what you've experienced and we're always grateful for them, but we're super grateful for you for being willing to get out there on the road and meet new people and share your stories with everyone along the way. And I'd like to thank everybody who does the work behind the scenes mm-hmm. and keeps this going because um, it, it's, it's such an education uh, and such a wonderful way to travel. Thank you. We do our best. We do our best. That's <laughs> for sure. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Anne. And for those listening, we really appreciate your rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. And also don't forget to share it. Anne's story is a wonderful story and share it with anyone that you feel would enjoy listening it listening to it as much as you have. Thank you so much. And we'll be back. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.